This should be played at high volume. You're listening. I'm not a hustle. To the Grind Hours podcast. You can either have the money and a hammer, or you can walk out of here. You can't have both. Hello and welcome to the Grind Hours podcast for Friday, July 14th, and it is a special one. It is my favorite podcast of the year, and if you are new to the show, what that means is it's the seventh annual. Nick, we've been doing this for seven years, man. We have. And that voice is Nick Paradis of the Children's Programming Podcast of the Bad Ideas and just a multitude of other different things. He's probably your bartender if if you're going down and or server if you're uh in the Nashville area. So I might be. You're a man of many jobs. And <laughs> before we get into again, my favorite podcast of the year, and I'll lay out the rules for those who are not familiar with what we do this time of year. But Nick, I am completely obsessed with this year's Wimbledon as every year. It's my favorite tennis event, and I just absolutely love it as your you know what? This is just completely on brand. Your housing on Dunkin' Donut. Is that a Dunkin' Donuts donut? There is. Did you get your usual? I did. Your, your heart attack iced tea? I just got back a few minutes before uh, starting up the show with you. So Dunkin' Donuts hangover cure. Still not a, a, a sponsor of the podcast, but we are we, we are working on it from the good people at Dunkin'. We're getting there. I lost my buy-in on poker last night. Made it to the top half of the board, but. It's fun. You win some, you lose some. Anyway. Yes, sir. Typical Mike Connolly Award antics going on. Before we get into it, I do want to touch on something that just happened in Wimbledon that is kind of hits home for you and I. Mm -hmm. So they did a close-up of Daniil Mavadev's coach. In the coaching box. And you want to know what hat he's wearing? What's that? He's wearing a Golden Knights hat. Oh, yeah. The Stanley Cup champion Golden Knights. And it hits home for you and I because we famously said that that franchise would never do anything or never go anywhere. Yes. And here they are five years, six years into existence. Not only with the Stanley Cup, but two Stanley Cup appearances. And they look like the cream of the crop and just everything you want to be as an expansion franchise. So shout Listen. out to, I forget the name of Medvedev's coach, but shout out to him for, for rocking the Golden Knights. Listen, I am not above eating my words, as you know. It mm-hmm. happens every once in a while. I'm usually pretty good on this show about picking picking the future but we got that one so wrong and it's... since i haven't been on since uh the, the since the stanley cup final appearance happened i would like to shout out the vegas golden knights on their stanley cup win as well as the denver nuggets we'll get to them later yes oh will we mm. will we maybe a little okay. tease that's a that's a tease that that's and a i would love and as as Bryce has become a Vegas Golden Knights fan, it's added even one more level of spite <laughs> to my bold prediction from years ago. Our bold prediction, shall I say? Listen, I like I like pounding my chest when I'm right, and just like you, I don't mind pointing out when I'm wrong. And again, we got that. If you could get that any worse wrong than us, then mm-hmm. I I don't know how how you could. But if only we had said it. 20 years ago about the Arizona Coyotes, we would have been exactly right. Yeah, well, I mean, my favorite story with them is the woman who went to the state capitol in Arizona and threatened the the, the governor with a gun if he moved the Coyotes out of Arizona. So, Ah, yes. There you go. They'll be playing at the 3,000-seat capacity uh, Arizona State Arena next year, so. It's the Mullet Arena. Yeah. Go figure. Anyway, if you're new to this program and you went through that little cold open, just nonsense, what the Mike Connolly Award is, is it's an award that Nick and I give out every single year since the cap spike in the NBA in 2016. And the most egregious contract 
given out, also called the NBA free agency roast. So there's many names of this podcast. But the winner of that award was Mike Conley because he got the richest contract in the NBA at that point. He was the highest paid player in the NBA at that point. He got $153 million from the Memphis Grizzlies. He still is on track to match Steph Curry in career earnings, mind you. Mm -hmm. And we are now seven years past that point. Past couple of years, got a little dicey. Thought GMs were a little getting a little smarter and we weren't going to be able to do this podcast for much longer. But Nick, as we were texting in the lead up to this podcast, it's a good year. It's a great year. We're back in business, man. Yes. The GMs are are back off their rocker. And I got news for you. It's Mm -hmm. only going to get better because the TV contract is up in two years. Yes. So this podcast will be sticking around for a while. And... I don't have anybody challenging the namesake, but it's damn close this year. And without giving anything away, Nick, I have seven gentlemen that have qualified for this year's award. I do as well, actually. I figured it's the seventh year, so we should do a little seven-on-seven action. There we go, hitting the jackpot, triple sevens. Seventh year, we we both got seven people, and since you are the guest... Uh, We are going to go in descending order. So from seven to one, one being the worst. Who is your first qualifier for this year's Mike Connolly Award? So my first one, and I kind of threw him on there as like, uh, I guess a plus one. So there's really six that I'm not high on. And then this one, I could be talked into it. But at number seven, I have Cam Reddish signing for two years with the Lakers. Okay. I just... I this guy has never fulfilled his potential. I guess it's worth a flyer. Right. But you know, he's first of all, he's older than I think a lot of people think. Uh-huh. You know, he's almost 26. He's my age. <laughs> you know, and, and he's only been in the league for like two years. And and a two two-year contract, I guess it's fine, but there's no amount of money in, in my opinion. The Lakers had bigger needs, they've got a lot to figure out on that franchise cam reddish is not going to turn into lebron's new sidekick there were better options available i'm just not really sure why they decided to go with him but we will get to the rest of them coming up soon so i didn't look at cam reddish i didn't Mm -hmm. because that kind of fringe I don't want to call it veteran minimum, but like the fringe, how like veteran adjacent minimum. Yes, veteran sophomore adjacent. minimum. Shout out to uh, the great Peter Rosenberg, and again, congratulations to you and Natalie on your nuptials. And uh, enjoy That's the right. week that off. That happened like last weekend, I believe. Last right? weekend, last Saturday. Good for him, Peter. Enjoy your week off wherever you and Natalie decide to go on your honeymoon. I I, I think it's still up in the air as of right now. But my seventh guy, my first nominee, is a guy that's been in our lives in the playoffs recently. So it's re- it, it is recency bias a little bit. And that's Max Struess going to the Cleveland Cavaliers for four years and $62 million. I thought about him. Nick, I think he's solely getting this contract for one series, and it hurts people here locally. And yeah. that's the series against the Knicks in the second round, which he averaged 14 and three. No one had ever heard of Max Struess before. First onto the scene is one of the reasons why they went to the NBA finals, along with Caleb Martin, just eviscerating the Celtics. And of course, Jimmy Butler putting on another playoff Jimmy performance. But this is a classic case of recency bias. And this is a classic case, I think, of the Cleveland Cavaliers in panic mode saying, oh, this guy was productive in the playoffs this past year. Maybe he can help us. Nick, a year and a half from now, they're going to be looking at themselves and going, how much do we give this guy? How much longer do we have? It's the um, the Matthew Dellavedova effect. Yes. However, Max Struess did not end up in the hospital because he guarded Steph Curry in the playoffs like Dellavedova did after a finals game. Mm-hmm. 
Who's your next guy? At number six, I have for you the Washington Wizards signing Kyle Kuzma to a four-year, $102 million contract. Now, I like Kyle Kuzma. I like his game. Mm-hmm. But $102 million is pretty steep for a guy like him, especially since he took a shorter deal from the Lakers three years ago when they were contending. I get right. it, cash in, get your money. But Washington, this team needs to rebuild. They're mm-hmm. not going to the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Kuzma is a guy that, in this situation, at his age, he's a guy that you add to a winning team to get them over the hump because he's been there before. I just don't see how he fits into the Wizards' plan. I think this is too much money for him. That's a lot of money to be paying a guy if you're not planning on contending for a while. And I'll give you a little tease. That's going to be a recurring theme on my list. (laughs) Well, here's the thing with Kuzma. Because I didn't, I like his game. I understand why uh, why Washington did it, and I just, I do too. Because he's he's probably the only guy they have there right now who's moving jerseys. So in a way, right. you got to keep him around. Right, 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 right. Which after you just get rid of Bradley Beal, you need somebody. Even if you're going to be a bad team, you need to at least. Which I think they're actually going to be better than a lot of people anticipate i still think they're going to be around the lottery but i I think this year's lottery teams are going to be a lot better than in years past especially because this year's draft and now we're a long ways away and the college basketball season can change a lot of that but this year's draft is not looked at highly so i don't it's the reverse of the Wembenyama sweepstakes i don't think a lot of people want that number one pick this year but transitioning right. to another team that could potentially be in the lottery i have in my sixth position a guy who is famous for one thing and one thing only and that's getting ejected because he aggravated lebron james and that is <laughs> isaiah stewart of the of the detroit pistons i love four it. years 64 million dollars i don't understand it I don't. I know you have money to spend, and I know you have to spend the money, but this is a cap casualty in, in a lot of ways. Why? What? This, this is the antithesis of this award. Right. This guy's averaging He's 11 getting money because they had money to spend. Right. He's on a bad team. He's not even putting up good numbers on a bad team. He's averaging 11 and 8. That's his career average, 11 and 8. Four for 64. Here you go, Isaiah Stewart. I get he's a pretty good defender, and I get he could catch fire one night, but come on, man. Is he a a rotation player on any of the conference final, uh, uh, conference finalists, excuse me? I do not think so. Does he get any run in any, in the conference finals, in the second round, in the NBA finals? The answer is no. No. <laughs> and the only reason why I have him, why I have Struess behind him is because it's the reach by Cleveland. This is an extension from Detroit because they just have the cap space. So. And it's doubly, you know, this is a team that's got a lot of young talent. They just right. picked up Monty Williams to coach them. Like, they could be a serious contender here in a year or two between, you know, Cade Cunningham and all of these young players. They've got James Weissman, who's going to figure it out at some point. You would Hopefully. think Marcus, Marcus Sasser, the draft pick from this year. I like his game a lot. You would Jaden assume Ivey. that he's going to figure out. Yeah, they got talent. Is, yeah. Give money to the talented players. Not, right. I'm, not I'm not, this is nothing or against give the, Isaiah Or Stewart. give the money to someone like Kyle Kuzma. Right. Right. Who's bet it, it, it makes no sense to me. This guy is a rotational guy on a lot of teams and is not going to get any run in the playoffs. I again, he's a talented player. There there is just little traces of potential I'm not even going to say star, but just an average rotational piece. Mm-hmm. And again, 4 for 64. I digress. Nick Who's next? 
At number six, I have, or at number five, excuse me. Uh, At number five, I have, and this may be a bit of a controversial one for some of the viewers out there because he is a great player. Okay. But I have Kyrie back to the Mavs at three years, 126 (laughs) million. I mean, listen, I get it. Great player. But what more needs to be said? He's quit on every team he's been on. He, he, he's constantly a liability to go AWOL. If he doesn't lo- like the situation, he'll disappear. And I guess they made it work toward the end of the season with him, you know, kind of sharing the ball with Luka Doncic. They found Did ways they? to make it work. But Did they? I, get, I mean, I guess they made the playoffs, but... Three no, years didn't. of this, you're signing. No, they didn't. That's, that's right. They didn't. They tanked the season away. That's right. To keep the pick that was supposed to go to the Knicks. They tanked I, the season away. For whatever reason, I had thought that they made it into the play. No. But no, no, they did not. You're right. So this is doubly bad. I might even have to move it up a spot. So. I mean, I just can't justify giving $126 million. I get it. Mark Cuban has got money. Like, he's got it in his, in his ashtray. But $126 million to a guy who might decide the first day of the season, you know what? I don't want to play basketball anymore, so I'm just going to sit at my house, and you can figure it out, but you're still going to pay me. I mean... Please, explain to me. where Does he know where the bodies are buried? How does he keep doing this? I'm just going to say no comment and move along. Okay. My number five guy is also a Los Angeles Laker. And it's Rui Hachimura getting three years, 51 million, who has a slightly better average in his career than Isaiah Stewart at 12 and 5. Mm. He's getting 12 and 5 on and again if you listen to the last podcast that I did, I really like what the Lakers did in the offseason. I I get you having to retain Rui Hachimura. He showed a lot as a rotational playoff piece in the playoffs. The Lakers were in a lot of those games that they got swept out of the playoffs by the Nuggets. You're getting a vengeful LeBron James who's going to be healthy and has figured the foot thing out. You're getting Anthony Davis, who's picked up boxing, which hopefully can keep him on the floor for an 82-game season. I like Rui Hachimura. I like him a lot better now than I did three months ago. But that said. That said, exactly. It's still Rui Hachimura. Quite the quite the supporting cast they're building out there. I, Isaiah Stewart, Rui Hachimura, and Cam Reddish. Well, Stewart's going to. He actually he might. He he, he very well might get traded. For yeah. uh, they do the if they do a Rui Hachimura for Isaiah Stewart trade in February, who says no? The Lakers, maybe. Maybe I mean, maybe the Pistons do. I don't know. But that's my number five guy, Rui Hachimura. Who who takes up the four slot for you? The four spot for me is going to be Fred Van Fleet. Okay, we can talk about this because it's also my number four guy. So we can we can join in on this. We have officially hit the first guy that we feel the same on. All right. Three for 128 now, is his official number. Three for number. 128. So much money for this guy. I mean, I like... Like, I feel like I've said this a lot today. I like Fred Van Fleet's game, you know, the Wichita State boy. But with this one, number one, it's too much money for a guy like that. He's made, what, one all-star game? So he's double-checked that. He, yes. One all-star game. In 2023, he averaged 19-7-4. Uh-oh. Breaking news. Kelsey is losing to me at eight ball. Oh, boy. <laughs> Listen. Nothing like getting the getting the eight ball message and then immediately followed by God damn it with an exclamation point. <laughs> Listen. That's how you know you're in the driver's seat. I love everything Fred Van Vliet's about. Bet on yourself, the whole yeah. the whole thing. Him showing that he could be the third piece on a championship roster in 2019 with Kawhi. I get it. Mm-hmm. 
Yes. And but I'll say this as well. 40 million a year, man. Yeah, and and like oh, this my is God. this this one and I'm sure you're kind of approaching it from this angle as well. This is a lot less about Fred Van Fleet the player and more yes. of the fit. The Rockets did not need to do this. I get you need the you need the grown up in the room. You need a guy who's been there before. Mm-hmm. But is that worth 40 40 a year? For a team, and and it's also a three-year deal. I mean, this is a short contract for Houston. This feels like it, it feels like they're half pregnant because if they want this guy to be a cornerstone of their team throughout the rebuild, why not sign him to four or five years? And if you're gonna go for a three-year contract, this feels like they're really overestimating what they could do next year. Yes, I agree with that. And this feels like the James Harden contract that was supposed to go to James Harden, but Harden doesn't want to go back to Houston. So they had to pivot. And the first guy they found was Fred Van Vliet. Yes. And again, this is nothing against Fred Van Vliet. Nothing. Nothing. Get your money. If someone's willing to pay you $40 million a year, who am I to tell you not to do it? Of course. Nick and I would do that in a heartbeat. Anybody with a pulse would go down to Houston for $40 million a year. But is this really making your team that much better where you go from a lottery team? If you're paying this guy that much money, he unequivocally has to be your best player on your team. Is Fran Van Vliet the player that can make you a title contender as as him as the best player on your team? I don't think so. I really I don't, don't think so either. So, doesn't make a lick of sense to me. But I'm happy for Fred Van Vliet at the same time, if that makes any sense. Nick? No, I feel exactly the same way as you. Who's your third guy? My third guy is Jeremy Grant. Okay. Five years, $160 million from the Trailblazers. Now, this guy is a decent scorer. I have his stats down here. He has averages 20.7 points per game last year with a 37% three throw percentage. So solid scorer. But he gives you no defense. <laughs> none whatsoever. And the real key to this one is not only is it a lot of money, you're si- and and you're signing a guy to that type of we need you to be the veteran franchise cornerstone. Damian Lillard, this whole offseason, has been like, I want to wait and see what the Trailblazers are going to do before I decide on my future. I can't make heads or tails of what they're trying to do. They draft a guard, Scoot Henderson, who plays Lillard's position. Then they make Jeremy Grant their second highest paid player (laughs) after Lillard. I mean, what is happening up there in the Pacific Northwest? Is Bigfoot (laughs) running the team? Like I said for Kyrie Irving, no comment (laughs) as for right now. Okay. I will move to my third guy. And it is a guy that I thought would be playing in China in this upcoming season. And is also going to Houston. Mm. There's one... Dylan Brooks. Four oh years, boy. 86 million. This past year for the Memphis Grizzlies, he averaged 14 and three. He has not made an all-star team and the highest claim to fame, other than saying he pokes bears when talking about LeBron James. He made the 2022-23 second team all defense. That is his claim to fame. Now he's getting $20 million a year. After single-handedly torpedoing his team in the playoffs. I will take a page out of your book and say no comment. Uh, I think I know where this is going. We're going to take a really quick break before we get to the top two. Back after this. Hey, kids, are those ancient records getting tiring in these troubled times? Finally time to get your ass off the couch and make something of yourself? Well, of course not, because there's yet another podcast you'll be recommended and not actually listen to. Put on your fun hats, we're on our way. You're damn right. 
All jokes aside, if you're a fan of the Grind Hours podcast with Joe Leo, you'll be right at home here. Want to know that the Ford Bronco is back? Guys, the Ford Bronco is back. Indeed, the Ford Bronco is back. Alongside those pressing news snippets, you'll get complaints about the Wilpons, Bobby Vanilla, and the New York Mets as well as riveting life advice from the resident love swami, Nicholas J. Paradis. I saw condoms in my son's plastic bag when we arrived at the house. Two packs with 36 each. Jesus Christ, dude. Subscribe at your local podcast depository, be it Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or Google Podcasts. New episodes are posted weekly every Friday. For our weekly advice segment, please send us a message over at anchor.fm slash children's programming pod. We always look forward to hearing from you. Nick, we've reached the top two. Yes. The semifinalist and the finalist for the seventh annual Mike Connolly Award. Who is your number two? So number two, uh, as I alluded to earlier, I picked a full seven for this. And since Cam Reddish was more of a a plus one, Mm -hmm. I wanted to make sure I had seven on the actual list. So at number two, I have a twofer. Okay. Both with the Nuggets, the defending champions. Yep. I have for you number 2A, Reggie Jackson, mm-hmm. two years and two, uh, $10.5 million with Nuggets for the Nuggets. This guy was not in the rotation last year. He was acquired at <laughs> the buyout market, but yet is still being kept there. And, and it, we make it make sense. They had a taxpayer exception. And they mm-hmm. used it on Reggie Jackson. <laughs> you let Bruce Brown walk and you get Reggie Jackson. Use the extension on Bruce Brown mm-hmm. because that brings me to my 2A, I mean, 2B, excuse me. The replacement they acquired for Bruce Brown is Justin Holiday. <laughs> Justin Holiday. I don't care if it's a one year deal for $7 million. This guy. Better players were Will Barton was available. Which they had already. Greg was available. I mean, one-year deal. This guy was, Justin Holiday was waived twice in one season last year. <laughs> what are they doing? It's a panic It's a panic move from a defending champ. They're trying to get pieces that are quote-unquote hungry and, and, and want to add a little bit of an edge. I think they're still so drunk off the champagne that they just, they didn't know it was happening. They hit the wrong button in the control room. My favorite thing is Mike Malone saying, is Brucey B going anywhere? And he said, hell no. And we run it back. And um, yeah, I hate to break it to you, Mr. Malone. You might still be hung over from the, from the parade. Bruce Brown's now in Indiana. Yes. And, I get Brown getting the money. I'm happy for Bruce Brown getting his ring, getting his money. But you couldn't have matched it to bring right. him back? Like he I said, the Reggie part of your Jackson point, team. you had a taxpayer exemption. Right. <sighs> and we all know the NBA cap is, is you know, BS in the first place. They could have yes. maneuvered around it and made it work. It's not the NFL cap situation, but it's it's close. It's close. Yeah. My number two, Nick, it's a guy I used to root for. It's a guy that I made a lot of excuses for. Mm-hmm. It's a guy who is getting a major payday down in Dallas. Yeah. And then there's one Kyrie Irving. I almost put him at number one. Almost. I had him number one in pencil. I wrote in Sharpie, number two. What more is there that needs to be said? Oh, I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. Yeah. From Holocaust denial to vaccine controversy to quitting on multiple NBA franchises in the thick of their playoff runs. And somehow still get it, still... That's not enough to deny his quote-unquote talent. Nick, 
the first year that we did this podcast was the year that Kyrie Irving hit the game-winning shot or what was the game-winning shot for the Cleveland Cavaliers to pull off the, the biggest and most remarkable comeback in NBA history. Yes. It was seven years ago, Nick. He is still mooching off of that. And, and again, I made a lot of excuses for him. It's still, a, it's still a, perhaps the greatest non-Jim Brown Cleveland sports moment in the history of that city. Mm-hmm. It is arguably the biggest shot in the NBA Finals history. It's got to it, be. It's it, up there. It was seven years ago. It was two, I'm going to stay here for the rest of my careers ago. Yes. In Boston and in Brooklyn. He couldn't make Kevin Durant happy. He is going to be the reason why the Mavs lose out on having Luka Doncic as a career Maverick alongside of Dirk Nowitzki. Mark your words. I've said this many a time. If someone said we are going to give a multi-year or even a year contract to Kyrie Irving for any amount of money, for $2 a year, I would say, respectfully, I am resigning from my position as general manager. If you (laughs) want to attach yourself to this guy who was nuclear waste in an NBA locker room. It's career suicide. I I cannot, Mark Cuban, I actually respect, I think he's one of the better owners in the NBA. Yes. You're doubling down on a mistake. They should have never made the trade for him in the first place. I'm happy they did, because not only do we get the the pick from them in a couple of years, we get Dorian Finney-Smith and... Spencer Dinwiddie, I have to live with. He, he's, you know, my version of J.R. Smith in a lot of ways. But three for 126. You are going to give this man $126 million. And perhaps it's July 14th. The NBA season, I believe, starts in mid-October. So it's three months from now. Mm-hmm. Christmas Something Day. Will happen. It's Christmas Day, he could say, I'm good. Going on Joe Rogan's podcast, smoking some boubange, and I want to do this for a while. I I think I want to become the number one podcaster along with Joe Rogan. Yeah. And Here's my bold call. Here's my bold call. Now that he like he's got his money now. Between now and the start of the NBA season, there will be some bizarre controversy. You know where he just disappears from camp for a week and no one hears from him. And it turns out he was on an Aaron Rodgers-style ayahuasca trip. No, that's not what's going to happen. I'm telling you, here, I, I, I can see it in my mind. It is. I don't think it's going to happen before the, the start of the NBA season. I think it's going to happen at some point during the NBA season, and Kyrie is going to miss multiple weeks of the NBA season because of this. He is going to do something dumb. And he's going to attach himself in some way, shape, or form to Ted Cruz. I can just okay. see it now. It's some Mexico thing with him and Ted Cruz. They went down or, and, and had a conversation, and it was really eye-opening for, for Kyrie Irving. And Ted Cruz is misunderstood, just like myself, and nobody really gets it. And I'm trying to bring people together, and he's going to do something. I cannot believe that people are so nose blind to again a guy who everywhere he goes it's like chernobyl afterwards right and they are better without him every team he has been on has performed better without him in the fold except for cleveland and if you remember back to cleveland before the before he got hint or a wind of uh LeBron trying to trade his ass for Paul George and then him saying, no, 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 I want to flip the script on you. You're not going to be here in a year. I'm going to bounce to Boston. He wanted out of, Bo- out of Cleveland before LeBron got there. Right. He hated Cleveland. Hated it. Multiple times he asked for a trade. So every single franchise he has been on, he's wanted, he's wanted out. Even in college, 
He played 11 games at Duke. 11. What has he done in his basketball career other than the shot in Cleveland? I get he is one of the most tremendous finishers around the rim. He's probably one of the best ball handlers I've ever seen living with my own two eyes. But that doesn't warrant mistake after mistake after scorched earth after scorched earth time and time and time again. And and he gets away you, with like, it. Mind you, a lot of this is not mistakes. I mean, Holocaust denial, not a mistake. No. Vaccine controversy, not a mistake. I mean, like people always talk about this is turning into the Kyrie rant, but like. People always, I remember thinking this when the last controversy happened. Like, people are always like, oh, he's a smart guy. You know, it, it is, at, at some point, you're not a smart guy. He's, people, he's done so much stuff in his NBA career. People forget he was a flat earther. Like, oh, we can't, and enough with, oh, I'm so much better. that He thinks just because he walked on the campus of Duke, everybody else is beneath him. Right. At, at, and at some point, you have a duty to not only yourself, but the organization. Now the Dallas Mavericks, who are paying them three, paying them $126 million over the next three years to actually play basketball. He doesn't want anything attached with what comes to be being a star in the public eye. Mm-hmm. If he was a tennis player, if he was Novak Djokovic, I would still hate him, but it would be, you know, kind of explainable. He's out right. for himself. He is always out for himself. And I don't care. He's going to say something bizarre too. Just about like the, the culture in Dallas and, you know, it's, we're really coming along. He's going to say something so outlandish. You're going to think it's fake. I, I cannot, this will submarine Dallas for probably the next 10 years because not only will Kyrie I'm I'm making another one more prediction before mm-hmm. we take another quick break and and we get to the to the number ones but Kyrie Irving not only will he not live out the first uh, the, the the three years of his contract he will somehow wind up in LA because that's where he wants to go everybody knows he wants to be an LA Laker. He wants to be, and for some reason, LeBron wants him again. What? What? That is he, what I don't understand. He's like a witch doctor, because not only does Kevin Durant want him in Phoenix or want him in Phoenix, LeBron wants him again. What? <laughs> what? What? What kind of voodoo does he do that enchants you to want? He doesn't. It's not a good idea. It's like going out on a date with a woman and then, you know, asking around and every single person you talk to is like, she might be attractive. She might say all the right things to you, but she's bad news, dude. Stay away. Stay away. At some point, you have to stay away. Don't stick your dick in crazy, Mark Cuban. No, and he did. No, Mm -hmm. he did. Now you got to reap the rewards. And guess what? By February, I'm going to say by February 14th, by Valentine's Day, on Valentine's Day, him and LeBron James are going to be in L.A. on a date because he will be a Los Angeles Laker. Spicy. And the casualty in all this will be one of the guys that I really like, D'Angelo Russell. Because if you look at it, money matches up. Mm. So I hate it. And I hate Kyrie Irving. And I can't believe, I cannot believe he got another contract. So he's my number two. End of the Kyrie rant. We'll come back with our official winners, the Mike Connolly Award, right after this. SeatGeek is the number one ticket app for buying and selling tickets. Sports fans, music fans, comedy fans, theater fans, fans of tickets. Use my code GRINDHOUR to get into the building to get yourself a seat. Again, that's code GRINDHOUR at checkout for $20 off your first purchase at SeatGeek.com or the SeatGeek app. One more time, code GRINDHOUR. 
That's G-R-I-N-D-H-O-U-R at checkout. Feed Hudson Valley is a regional food rescue and harvesting network in the Hudson Valley operating through Dutchess, Orange, Ulster, Columbia, Green, Putnam, and Sullivan counties. It links donors of prepared but unserved food and fresh produce with nonprofits and food assistant programs through an app-assisted network of food donors, volunteers, and feeding agencies. Feed Hudson Valley facilitates the harvesting, processing, and distribution of locally grown or produced agricultural products, self-stable food donations, and prepared nutritious foods. The app used is called Chowmatch, and it is easy for volunteers to download and use. Among the donors are restaurants, farms, food makers, stores, hospitals, and universities. The food assistant programs include food pantries, soup kitchens, and shelters. Volunteers are matched through the Chow Match app when a donation is available. They can indicate that they are available to make a run and then pick it up for a donor and deliver it to the agency. The Feed Hudson Valley Network currently includes over 300 volunteers, 130 donors, and 95 receiving agencies. Last year, on average, Feed Hudson Valley rescued and redirected over 12,000 pounds of food each month. Feed Hudson Valley could use more donors and volunteers. To learn more and sign up, visit feedhv.org. Again, that's feedhv.org. One more time, spelled out, F-E-E-D-H-V.org. Now back to the podcast. Finishing up with the crowning of the seventh annual Mike Connolly Award. Nick, who are we giving this award to this year for you? Uh, for me, it's going to be a guy that we alluded to earlier. Your number three, Dylan Brooks. Mr. Almost in China. Dylan yes, Brooks. almost in China. $80 million is an absurd amount of money to give this guy. I mean, like the Memphis Grizzlies who had him didn't even match the offer. They didn't want to bring him back. Who was Houston competing against for this guy? That's the thing is how like maybe if it was four for 20, I would see it, but not for, not for, for, for 86. And let's uh, let's point out something else that to tie back to Fred Van Fleet. So I, I will give Bro- uh, uh, Dylan Brooks some some credit for being a pretty decent defender, but he ranked 63rd out of 65 players who took at least 900 shots or more last season. And do you want to know who ranked dead last among those 65? Who is that? Fred Van Fleet. Oh my God. So I get it, Houston. You want playoff experience. You want veteran leadership. But this is way too much money to be paying for that. And Dylan Brooks is the most egregious defender since, as you said, he should be playing in China right now. (laughs) Uh, There's no other way for me to go at the top spot. I could have been talked into Kyrie. And I could have been talked into the Nuggets because the my Nuggets twofer because they're it's so mind boggling that a championship team is willingly doing this. But I had to go Dylan Brooks at number one. Just he was he was the early leader in the clubhouse. He was number one for for a short period of time. Then he was number two to Kyrie. <clears throat> Then he was bumped to third because of this guy. I believe it was your number five. Mm. When Jeremy Grant, Portland Trailblazers. Oh, yeah. Five for 160. Nick, he has a couple of uh, 20-point seasons. He does. Mm -hmm. Yep. 
But those 20-point seasons were on some bad teams. The 2021 Detroit Pistons, who yep. were in the lottery for Kate Cunningham, and the last year, 2022-23 Portland Trail Blazers, who now famously have Scoot Henderson. So it's a classic good guy and a bad team stat padding Jeremy Grant. Jeremy Grant, do you know who his uncle is? I do not. It's the great Horace Grant. The NBA champion Horace yes. Grant. The great defender Horace Grant. Mm -hmm. Horace Grant in his NBA career, in total, collected 69, or 68, sorry, $68 million in his NBA career. His his nephew is almost getting $100 million more than that in one, in one contract. Jeremy Grant, can you guess how many All-Star games Jeremy Grant has been elected to in his NBA career? I'm going to guess none. That's right. Goose egg, donut, zero. So in a lot of respects, he is Mike Conley. Good player. Would like to have him on my team. Not for $42 million a year. He... This year, got the most annual money out of anybody in the free agent market. I can't. I. I, I this is for I, a guy with an, a career average of four rebounds per game, <laughs> 1.5 assists per game, 0 0.6 steals per game. And 12.3 points per game. His career, you said his career average is 12 points per game. 12. 12. He's getting 160. $42 million a year. $42 million a year. Oh, and by the way, this is the fifth team that he's played on in, in the last eight years. And he's going to be, he's 28 now. Yep. His birthday 29. is March. Or yeah, he's 29. I'm sorry. He's 20. He's going to be 30 by the end of the NBA season. He will be 35 going on 36 at the end of this deal. This deal is not going to age well. Again, I like Jeremy Grant, but in order for him to justify this contract, and for him to get knocked off of this list like a couple of other guys have been, i.e. One, uh, one, one Drew Holiday, the second year winner, and one, um, why am I, uh, uh, Devin Booker, Devin Booker. Devin Booker yep. was the third year. He was the emergency third year winner. So Drew Holiday and Devin Booker have both been knocked off this list. But in order for Dr Jeremy Grant to get knocked off this list, he's going to have to be an all-star in every single one of these years of his contract. Yes, which will not happen. No, it will not happen. Because By the way, did you know his real... guards in, in the West. Did you know Jeremy is actually his middle name? I did not, know. What's his, his first, first name? His first name is Houston. Houston Grant? Houston which Jeremy Grant? It... Which makes it very unfortunate that the Rockets did not sign oh, him yeah, to complete no, no, no. That the been... to complete the, the 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 terrible trifecta. And the, the other thing too, and a lot of people have said, "Oh, well, the Damian Damian Lillard took one look at that Jeremy Grant contract and said, yeah, no thanks, I want out of here.'" I think if they signed him for, you know, forty million dollars over the next five years, he would have wanted out anyway. So I don't think that th they're anything linked. I think Damian, Damian Lillard was going to ask for a trade anyway. Mm -hmm. But when, not if, when Damian Lillard is playing for the Miami Heat next year, Jeremy Grant's going to be the highest paid player on the roster. Yes. They're going to have a budding superstar in Scoot Henderson under the wing of Jeremy Grant. 
even if Jeremy Grant becomes the second best player in the third year of this contract and Scoot Henderson gets a new deal and is clearly the, the number one player in Portland. Nick, I ask you, is Jeremy Grant the type of player to be the second best player on a championship roster? Absolutely not. So why in the hell would you give Although him this I do want money? to remind you, it's not only Jeremy Grant that they'll have there to support our boy Scoot Henderson. I want to remind you, they also have Justice Winslow and Kevin Knox. <laughs> oh, I, 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 again, good for Jeremy Grant. It's generational wealth. I'm not ragging on on Jeremy Grant. This is this is Portland because year four, year five of this deal, 34, 35 year old Jeremy Grant. Are we going to be rocking our grandkids back and forth on our knee, saying? How great Jeremy Grant was as a Portland Trailblazer. I would Trailblazer. love to be proven wrong, but I don't think so. Is he going to be an all-time NBA player? Will he Will he make the uh, the 100-year NBA list? Not at almost 30 years old with a career average of 12 points per game across eight seasons. We know what this guy is. He's not going to crack the top 100 best NBA players of all time? Nope. No. Damian Lillard might. Yeah, he might. Is Jeremy Grant going to go down as the best trailblazer of all time? Nope. No. Maybe in Lillard might. He very well might. Just again, the priorities are all out of whack in that franchise right now. Jeremy Grant is a good player. A good player. A rotational player. A guy that, hello, was on the trade market last season. Portland was thinking about trading him yep fast forward a couple months let's remind everybody that's ultimately what this award is right is it's it's not we're not you know no shade at the players we say this every year this is all about the gms this is the award for the 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 gm that pays a good player as if he's a superstar right (laughs) and that jeremy grant is not yeah and again, Mike Conley, the reason why he still has the namesake of this award, he's still not a superstar. Nope. Seven years removed. Still, still not... zero all-star games. No, he's got one. He's got one. Oh, yeah, that's right. He does have one. He's got as many as Fred Van Vliet. Yep. And I would still I would take Fred Van Vliet over Mike Conley at this point in his career and seven years ago, I would have. Oh, yeah. Well, Fred Van Fleet's an NBA champion. Yes, he is. Mike is Jeremy Conley Grant is going to win an NBA title in the course of this five-year contract? Not in Portland, he's not. Does, does Okay, I'm going to ask you this, and it's going to be a tandem question. Because yeah. your winner, Dylan Brooks, and my winner, Jeremy Grant. Do they live out these contracts in their respective places where they signed on? Dylan Brooks, yes, because it's a lot shorter, and I think it'll be harder to trade him. It's only one year shorter. (laughs) But it's also going to be harder to trade him because I think he's a worse player. The only way they'd be able to do that is if they unloaded like him and Van Fleet and like draft picks to somebody. How the hell are you going to match those contracts up, man? I don't know. (laughs) Maybe for Jeremy Grant. Right, that's that's why that's why that wouldn't that be something if they get traded for each other? Oh, that'd be fantastic. Um, but the, no, I, I think Dylan Brooks will play out his whole contract in Houston just because I think it's going to be impossible to move him. Jeremy Grant, I think someone could take him. Who's gonna? It's I don't know who. Who's gonna want thirty-two-year-old, twelve points per game, grossly overpaid Jeremy Grant? It could be like it could be like a, a I was gonna say Utah, but Danny Ainge would never do something like that. No, he wouldn't do but that. It would be it would be like something like that, like a young team with a lot of kind of rookie contract cheap players that needs like a veteran presence and can handle moving around the cap. Maybe like maybe San Antonio in a couple years after Victor Wembignana has gotten them turned around. 
I'm going to say no for both of them. Because I think Dylan Brooks, by the fourth year of this contract, will be playing in, in China. That's true. He might get, or just Europe. get released. I don't think he could get traded, but they might just say, here's the money, leave. Yeah, they're, they're definitely going to buy him out at some point. And Jeremy Grant, there is no shot. He He's going to see year five in Portland. No, no. shot. I... I I'm in disbelief, and that's a good thing because that means this this award is alive and, and breathing. Do you know what I'm thinking about right now? What's that? So the TV contract is up in two years. The Correct. NBA is making a lot of money. And this is usually the time when discussions are made at the front office about building the game building the brand right this the jeremy grant less so the dylan brooks contract is it shorter but the jeremy grant contract strikes me as one that the las vegas 2026 expansion <laughs> team buy out so he he you're saying he's not going to be protected from portland in a couple of years no he will be he will be available <laughs> in the the expansion draft i think which he might be the highest paid player ever in an expansion draft. That yeah. might be his claim to fame. The Las Vegas Blackjacks will pick him up. I don't. This, to me, again, just like Mike Conley seven years ago. You're paying this guy, again, zero all-star games. He hasn't even sniffed one. No. No. Not at 12 uh, points per game with 4.2 assists. Not even, that's 4.2 rebounds. He's barely averaging an assist. He doesn't pass oh, yeah. the ball. You're right. And again, he's got a, tw a, a year where he averaged 22 with the, the tanking Pistons and 20 points per game last year. I, I, I we might as well just wrap it up here because I'm at a loss for words. Again, NBA GMs, thank you. It is going to get harder because you can only have two massive contracts on your books. Guess what? The Portland Trailblazers in a couple of years are going to be stuck with Jeremy Grant and Scoot Henderson. That's their team. Dayton Brown, friend of the show, guest on the show. I'm sorry that you have to deal with this for the next five years. Nick, that's half a decade. Oh Not my! If Vegas God. comes to bail about. It's still a half a decade. Like what? And or you... the Kansas City whatever tornadoes. This... The Louisville Colonels. Yeah, I mean. Maybe... By the way, real quick, so they they they've made clear they want to expand to thirty-two. Adam Silver has. Where do you think they're going? I think obviously Vegas is going to be one. Vegas and Seattle, and they'll move. Oh, that's right, Supersonics. I forgot. They, they already have the arena. That that city is starved for basketball. It's one of the great basketball cities in the country. And they will move probably Minnesota and Memphis, the Eastern Conference. Gotcha. I can dig it. Which, if Jock ja can get his head on straight, I would love an Eastern Conference final. Of Tatum versus Ja. That'd be something. Also, we get uh we get Carl Anthony Towns and Rudy Gobert in an Eastern Conference playing game where they could potentially win it and Carl Anthony Towns can claim that that's better than an NBA title again. What we, oh yeah. And the Knicks want, some Nick fans want him. You're you're out of your damn mind. Nick. I think yes. it's a good place to end. Tell the people what you got going on, where they can find you, all that good stuff. Uh, you can find me potentially serving you drinks at uh, a bar in Nashville. I won't say the name of for legal reasons, but, you know, I'm currently wearing the shirt of my employer. So if you could happen to, to catch it in the, the reflection, <laughs> the, the brief second there, you could probably figure out where I'm at. Um the secret bar word this week is Jeremy Grant. Yeah. I'll find a way to to uh, not charge you for a drink here or there. Um, 
So the bad ideas are coming out with with new music later this summer. So get ready for that. Summer takeover. Summer takeover. Summer of pop punk. There we go. Um, so we'll, I'll have more updates on that to come. Probably by August first, you can expect some new new pop punk onto your airwaves. We're also planning a tour. Okay. No, um, no updates to share on that yet on that front, but we are planning a tour. Um, and finally, children's programming. We'll be back at some point. Who knows when? Nick, I'm gonna make a prediction about uh, and. Dixon, he he can come at me all all he wants if he's listening and and, and hears this. Uh huh. But I'm gonna make a I'm gonna make a prediction. Okay. Just like I made a prediction with Kyrie Irving and Jeremy Grant. Does the children's programming podcast put out an episode before one Matt Dixon's nuptials? Yes. Okay. Okay. I think we will. Okay. Get back to it, Dixon. Stop the wedding planning. Do a podcast. And it's also me, thing. you know. I'm a busy guy too. No, I know, but this is more. I, I, I'm ca- I'm calling out Matt. I'm putting Matt Dixon on the carpet. Calling him out in the carpet. Okay. I know he's a busy man. I know he's got a lot going on. But do two things, Matt Dixon. Actually, warrant the smack talk that you that you give out in the fantasy football group chat, and have a good successful season this year. And two. Do a podcast. Come on. What are we doing here? Show me something. Show me something. Get it together. Nothing like winning at eight ball the minute that you win at the podcast also. Right it under the wire. Oh, hey, they just showed Mevidev's coach again with the Golden Knights hat on. Nice. Another, uh... I wonder what the uh, the Golden Knights fandom is like in in uh, good old London town. In London, you say? So I know they have a surprisingly large like NBA NBA NFL fan base over there for like every team because of but, all the London games. Oh, in London, yeah, yeah, yeah. They, 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 there's going to be. I mean, the joke was that uh, because when Woody Johnson was the ambassador over there in london that the jets would move there potentially which would Mm. just kill me inside by the way nine weeks a little under nine weeks to the to the nfl start of the season week one yeah i can't wait so you ready for hard knocks this year i am i am i uh i hated it originally but like I told one tidy Butler, let's be the first team in NFL history and hard knocks history to win the Super Bowl when the HBO cameras are around. I like it. Nick, I think that's a good place to end, my friend. Thank you so much for coming on again. Thank you so much for breathing life into the favorite podcast of the year for the both of us. Yes, sir. And hopefully this time next year, we have another batch of egregious NBA contracts that we have to mull over and and divvy out the eighth annual Mike Connolly Award. And hopefully I'm coming to you live from Japan on the Audience of One Tour. There you go. Yeah. Nick, be easy, my friend. Take care, and I'll talk to you soon. All right, brother? See you, bro. On this side of the coin, out the fake Jay Leo on Twitter, jdatasports.blogspot.com, and of course, this podcast. If you've reached this point, please like, subscribe, share this podcast to anybody who you seem fit. If you're new to the show, please download the show. It means more to the show than you know. Also, I'm not going to be on Twitter for much longer with uh, the way that Threads is popping off. I-, I really, really like the platform. It does have a lot of room to grow, but reminds me of very early on Twitter, which makes me happy. My username over there is Joe, un- jeez, uh, Joe Leo underscore 67. So go over to threads and follow me there. I-, I forget my threads number or my thread count or whatever the heck you want to call it now. But go over there as well because I might not be on Twitter for that much longer. But I will have an article coming out later today because Wimbledon has just inspired me and I already have a couple of... 
have a draft going for uh, for that. So uh, that will be out at some point this afternoon. Huge thanks to SeatGeek, to Feed Hudson Valley, and to the Children's Programming Podcast. Again, Matt Dixon, get on it. What are we doing, man? Come on. I believe in you. You can do it. Do another podcast. Just one. Just one. I don't want to have to guest host your podcast again. <laughs> but again, seventh annual Mike Connolly Award is in the books. If you want to go back and catch all of the awards, the first one is on YouTube, Play by Play Podcast. I will probably tweet it out and put it on threads as well later today. It's cringeworthy, but it is what it is. And until next time, hope you have a great weekend. Hope your family is happy and healthy. If you're on vacation, you're enjoying your vacation. Shout out to you, Dan Grassa. And until next time, it's closing time. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. Peace.